Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This podcast on 97.3 The Fan is brought to you by Hamul Casino, San Diego's closest casino. Real close, real friendly, real fun. Do the show, bitch. Welcome to Ben and Woods try to say this nicely when you look at ben paul and me it doesn't scream athlete i know you fat bastards want to eat some of this with ben higgins go to hell pro sports stephen woods that was incredible and paul Rindo. all right get ready tier ones oh. it's ben and woods on 97.3 the fan do the show bitch yeah you got all right we're halfway home on a tuesday ben and woods 97.3 the fan Got some uh, of our tier one listeners. We call you guys that. The um, what's the origin again? We st- didn't we steal it from a uh, Padres? Stole from Ron Fowler. From Ron Fowler. Yeah, he told us God, years ago. We 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 had been looking and thinking about a name for our listeners. Yeah, you hear uh, P one, which is a, an old radio term. I mean, prefer, preferred one, right? So we want to be your preferred one. We don't want to be uh, your third favorite show. (laughs) Right. So we had been thinking about it for a little while at that point. And Ron came on and I think it was an off-season conversation. And he told us, I think one of you guys asked, like, how do you evaluate your roster top to bottom? And he said, well, we have a tier system. Yeah, tier one. You know, tier tier one would be Manny Machado, Fernando Tatis Jr., Juan Soto, like, and in Ben, going for anywhere. Ben, Trent Grisham, future MVP. Yes, future MVP. I've Trent got, Grisham. I've got uh, tier ones writing me right now, asking me if you are on medication. <laughs> I'm not saying he is one. I'm saying that there may be. Could he be in there? Okay. Something? Guess, couldn't I ask that? Couldn't I say yeah, that about every player? Uh, I guess, but I I'm, there's some tools. No, there, I'm more there talking about tools. if he just like put the put together things we've actually seen there from are him some tools, yes. over the course of a season and added like ten percent. All of a sudden, nearly twenty percent. Really, really good player there. I'm just afraid to give up on him. But yeah, so tier ones, 
you know, tier, tier two. Tier and then, three and tier four are guys you've probably heard of. Yeah. And maybe then he had a cup of coffee at some point in the big leagues. Brandon Dixon. In the beginning, he be, he's like a tier four. Tier four. Yeah. I kind of made rules like, okay, if you listen, like, if you just pop in, you know, like once a week for a few minutes, you're a tier four listener. If you listen, you know, a, a certain amount of time, you could be tier three and then tier two. And then tier ones are people who, you know, you're always listening to Ben and Woods all the time. But then at some point, you know, is the pandemic, we just upgraded everybody, you know. Customer service. We just gave everyone an upgrade. And I got if you're, too many questions about people. Like, do I need to pay membership? Like, how do I become a tier right. one? Like, do you listen to the show, you're tier one. You're just tier one now. Yeah, you're tier one. You, you don't know. need a special decoder. Somebody asked me if they need a special decoder ring. I said, no, you don't. Just listen. That's it. You're all part of the family. Yeah. You're tier one listeners of Ben and Woods, and we That's appreciate exactly that. right. No membership fee required. No, none. Just like radio. It's free. all free. free we service. do love it when you participate, though. If you want to call in, you can. 833-288-0973. I, yeah, I I know that Trent Grisham's not what we want him to be right now, and that's why the Padres have a decision to make because I don't think they can afford to just continue to hope that Trent Grisham is going to be the ball player they thought he was going to be and give him 145 games next year in center field. If he doesn't hit, you know, you need to make room for someone else at this point. He's had many chances to be the player the Padres were, were expecting and hoping for when they acquired him from the Milwaukee Brewers. But, I mean, maybe it's the Padres fan in me. If they do trade him, I sort of expect him to just for some reason figure it out and flourish with another franchise. And that worries me because I know if he flourishes, he's going to be a really good player, Woods. Is that, does that make sense? Am I, am I totally off base on that question about Trent Gresham? What's his contract? Uh, he's still under team control, still uh, arbitration eligible, I oh, believe, for, for a couple more. Yeah. So he's not a he's no. not an unrestricted free agent until twenty twenty six. Right. So he's yeah three more years of Trent Grisham if you want if you want him, but you can't really trade him now. Well, you can. Yeah. Someone would probably take a flyer on Trent Grisham. You just wouldn't get You're a lot. Get a lot in return. Um, it's cheap though, and a good defensive player. Someone is going to find value in Trent Grisham. Padres could have value in Trent Grisham, but they also could overuse him and actually hurt their roster by playing Trent Grisham too much. Man, I, give, I give him another. I give him next year and see what happens. And again, it, it, we need to figure out how the dominoes are going to fall. He's not even a question mark for me because he's arm eligible and all that, and and he's he's going to be on the roster unless again he's packaged with somebody to get somebody. Um, but yeah, I, I'm okay. I'm okay. I love. Obviously, I love what I saw from him in the first two playoff series. You know that there's uh, some fight in him. Um, we've all seen him be a good baseball player at times. But then again, if the dominoes fall the right way and Tatis has to play center field, I'm better with Tatis in center yeah, field. Yeah, but that's see that that makes it tougher. So if you say, all right, we'll keep giving Trent Grisham a chance, but if he slumps, he's out because we got other options. We could put Tatis out there. Well, then he's playing with the sword hanging over his head. Oh, you mean I have like three bad days? Maybe that's good. I'm out of the lineup, Maybe and then how do you good. get back? How do you ever get back in? It's a tough way to be successful when you know your job is is always in jeopardy all season long. I mean, welcome to the real world, man. Eh, I get it. <laughs> you know, like that's that's pretty much life. That's pretty much life as it goes. But yeah, I mean, you're right. If you DFA'd him, Ben, he's cheap. He's controllable. Somebody's going to pick him up. It's not like he's going to. It's not like he's done with baseball. Like somebody will give him a shot. 
Um, if you could find a suitor for him, if you think that maybe Tatis is your center fielder, then yeah, maybe you see if you can get a, a young I mean, fireballer. I, I, I don't think you DFA him. I think at the very least he's package. He's a Jose Azokar. I mean, he he could be your defensive replacement in late innings, a guy you need you know put out there at the end of the game, even if he can't start because of his offense. He can always come in due to his defense. Yeah. He's got some speed. So you don't you don't just get rid of him for nothing. No, Let's, and I, I, again, I, I I still think I give him a shot next year, and and obviously he's got some stuff to work on in the off season, but I can't think of really anybody on this squad that does it. Let's go out to the phones eight three three two eight eight zero ninety seven three. We got uh, Alfredo in Tijuana. Alfredo, good morning. Welcome to Ben and Woods on ninety seven three. The fan. Good morning. How are you? Guys? Good, good morning. How you doing? Not too bad. Not too bad. Um, to what you were saying about. Um, the idea of having Soto for the next two years, I don't see how anybody can be upset. I mean, after the trade deadline, it was it was just like everybody was trying to meld together. So when they had that collapse and Melvin had that meeting with them, like it was a whole different ball club. And the idea of having that one, two, three of Tati, Soto, and Machado starting the lineup almost every single night next season, I mean, like... It doesn't matter if you throw shirts or if you throw anyone out yeah. there at them. I mean, they have to go through those yes. three batters right off the gate. That you're like, how do you pitch around that? It's, like, you it don't. makes you tingly, right, to think about those three as the, your, your top three in the lineup. Yeah, I'm not. I'm, I'm not suggesting that you do. I mean, you're not going to get rid of Juan Soto. You're just. I'm just wondering whether he needs to adjust his game or just be Juan Soto. Let him let him rest and just come back, and he can do what he wants. Or if you have to actually like. Send Mike Berdar to Juan Soto in the off season, and hey, let's work on some things here to get. Well, I mean, again, you I know, think he's going to work on. Based stuff. on what we've heard, he's he's a tireless worker and wants to be better. And I think you know the guy plays with such an exuberance and a joy for the game. He's been really refreshing for me to 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 watch that up close and personal. His at bats, Benner must watch, even when he's down and he's not. You know the Juan Soto that everybody expected him to be. He is must see TV every single time he steps to the plate. Every single time, not 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 one AB a game, not two ABs a game. Every time that man is on a baseball field, my eyes are drawn to him. Much like the kid that's coming back for us, Fernando Tatis Jr. And you made the point. Uh, interesting to see how the new shift rules, the banning of the shift, yeah. may. Effect that batting average is certainly going to go up a few ticks. I mean, he hit 110 miles an hour right at the end of the shift every time. Yeah, in the postseason, it happened a lot. All right, Alfredo, thank you for the phone call. Let's go to Phil in Bonita. Phil, welcome to Ben and Woods on 97.3 The Fan. Gentlemen, how are you guys doing? Good, man. How are you? Foremost, I'm great. Great. Um, I just want to say, hey, thank you to the Padres. I mean, it was a disappointing end to the season. Um, it was a turbulent season, yeah. but. Nevertheless, it was it was a better season than most. Um, made it as far as no one else thought we could make it, and I'm I'm excited for next year. As far as um, Grissom, you know I like him. He's a good defensive outfielder, and if you want to, you know I know you're thinking about or saying, hey, you know get his hitting right. You know a couple of years ago he had to go back to his thumbs up approach because yeah. he wasn't comfortable with how. Um, Milwaukee treated him. Yes, I remember now, that. With that, yeah. being said, with that being said, how many how many hitting coaches has he had back to back years? You know, you went from Easley to this new guy, and prior to that, I mean, you know, I think a lot of it has to do with um, you know, the new guy trying to probably adjust his uh his launch angle or whatever. You know, yes, a lot of the Padre players have um 
have increased their plate appearances and pitches. But, you know, if you're trying to, to me, I think if you're trying too much to change a guy, that's the issue. Um, hopefully they can um, work that out. And I, I wouldn't like to see him leave. And, and as far as uh, any other players coming this way, I hope, I hope we can get Brandon Nemo and put him in left and have him as our leadoff, Tatis number two, Soto and, and um, Manny. Nemo from the Mets. Great, huh? Yes. Lord, I wash. I'm going to have to really – Woods doesn't seem enthusiastic well, about that. I mean, look, you, you know, you have to do it. You have to do it. With, with, you... with Grisham Woods, do you feel like – thanks for the call, Phil. Um, I mean, everyone can always be sharp mechanically and work on things to – you know, mechanically be right in their swing. Does it feel more like his struggles are mental, though, with yeah. the swinging at what? Which pitches am I swinging at? Which ones am I taking? It felt like more than most players that a lot of his issues were between the ears, you, not necessarily mechanical. I think when you lead the league in in watching third strikes, I mean, there's something to be said for a Kyle Schwarber type that goes up like a caveman and is like. Hit ball hard. My job is to hit the ball hard. As I've been teaching my son ba- the game of baseball, I he, I said, you have one job to do. What's that job? And he says, do damage. And that's it. At four years old, hit the ball hard, man. Like, we'll worry later about the other stuff. Hit the ball hard. Barrel the ball. Try to take somebody's head off in the infield. That's your job, even as a four-year-old. Barrel the baseball. Man, when you start thinking... Oh, I really need to be focusing middle in. It, like it, that game, you have to get out of your head 100% if you're a hitter. And any big league hitter will tell you, man, you cannot be up there thinking about anything, probably much like a golfer. You can't have more than one or two swing thoughts, or you're dead. You're dead. And I think the, the swing thoughts in Trent Grisham's head, Ben, towards the end of the season were I got to get my foot down. I got to make sure I don't hit a cutter. I got to make sure I look out or third. I got to, you know, I mean, just a wreck. Just a wreck. And you're staring, and next thing you know, the guy's KD up on three pitches, and and you watch three go by. So I don't know. I think there does need to be a change in his approach. But what do I know? I'm not a pro hitting coach, man. All I know is that he watched a lot of balls down the middle uh, for called third strike more than anybody else in baseball. Another question I had coming out of this uh, season and this postseason is what's the next step for Luis Camposano? You know, on the roster but did not get used in the postseason at all. We saw him late in the season. It feels like the Padres are probably going to part ways with Jorge Alfaro. Do you just make him the backup to Austin Nola? Does that hinder his development? Does, does I mean, he was your number two prospect yeah. right now. Don't you want him starting? But can you just you don't want to bury him in the minor leagues anymore? So what's the next step? Does he split time with Nola next year? How do you handle Luis Campusano going forward? Man, the thing is about you know topics like this is I don't know what they know. I don't know what they know. It's very wise. When I see... To know what you don't know well, when is I, wisdom. When I see Luis Camposano, you know what I see? I see a, a young, good-looking, sharp catcher that that has a different style, that can hit, can hit with power. Uh, I like his... I like what he look. I like the... Uh, all we know as fans, Ben, is he... What, we're like those old scouts in Moneyball. Oh, he's, he passes the eye test. Yeah, absolutely. Luis Camposano, 100%. Passes my eye test. Looks good in jeans. Yeah, looks good in jeans. (laughs) You know, I haven't seen his girlfriend. I don't know. I don't know what kind of confidence he has, but that's the old money ball thing. Now he's got an ugly girlfriend, no confidence. That's literally from the movie. So he passes my eye test. Absolutely. I've loved watching him catch. 
Um, I've seen people out there mocking the way that he drops the glove. That's the way they teach them now. It's This is like a standard way to do it. It actually helps you fool the umpire a little bit more. It really, really does. So I'd love to see him get a more opportunity. And if they're not going to use him, then move on from him and get something for him. But I don't know what they know. I don't know why he didn't deserve 1AB. I don't know why he didn't deserve one start in a playoff game where Austin Nola's out there 15 games in a row. I don't know why. I don't know why they didn't trust him. I don't know what the pitchers think of him. I have no idea. Is it idea. just that he's young and inexperienced? Here's what I do know. When him and Joe Musgrove decided that he was going to catch Joe's start and they worked their ass off together, it all it literally helped Joe Musgrove, in my opinion, I think everybody else too, get out of that funk he was in. He had his best starts with Camposano behind the dish for at least a couple of uh, a couple of turns through the rotation. So that to me, I thought for me, Ben, I was like, oh, maybe he catches Musgrove in the playoffs. Nothing. Didn't get a sniff. If you've got a, a thought on any of those questions, or if you have a question of your own, uh, call us, 833-288-0973. you got a bunch of callers on the line. We're going to get to you guys when we come back, and then Jesse Agler is going to join us at the bottom of the hour with his wrap-up, the voice of the Padres, uh, just kind of his favorite moments and stuff from the season at 835. So stay tuned for all of that. We'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. Check the traffic, then more Ben and Woods on San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3 The Fan. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
The NBA is a never-ending soap opera, and the Heat Check podcast is for you. Trista Crick delivers biting analysis and scathing commentary delivered with a hilarious flair. That is a high bar right there. The season's just begun to get the inside scoop on the disrespect given to the Lakers and why the Warriors will start the season on fire. Follow Heat Check on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. They would need to win tonight, I think, to start the season on fire. Big uh, game. Would that still be... Would that be on fire? Warriors Suns, big game tonight, early season matchup. Both teams are two and one. One falls to five hundred. The other improves to three and one. What about the Lakers? They're 0 and three. They play tomorrow against the Nuggets. Makes me happy. Darvin Ham still looking to go ham with his first win. He's not done so yet. All right, let's see. Is he on the hot seat? Hot ham. (laughs) Seared ham. (laughs) I Thanksgiving's coming. I do love a good hot ham along with my turkey. So is the seat hot for ham? Like a Cubano sandwich no, with ham? No, just like a, like a baked ham. Just baked ham, like love honey, ham. honey baked yeah, ham. Yeah, don't you like ham? Bed and Woods for honey baked ham. I'm where's all that, in. Where's that endorsement? You know what? I'll do trade for that one. You, just give, you pay me in ham. <laughs> I'm in. Let, my wife hates ham. My sons hate ham. I'm the only ham lover in my house. Paulie, are you a ham guy? Um, I love a good ham sandwich. Just, just at Christmas. Christmas, I like Easter. Yeah. So I, at Thanksgiving, we used to do a turkey and a ham. And I always think those ham. honey baked hams are weird when they're already sliced. Every, like all oh, the little like it. Oh, slices, just kind of they're still on there, and yeah. you just pick it right off, oh. and it just pulls right <laughs> off. Like, like it came that way. It's so good. Oh, it's so good. Ham talk, 833 see, like, when they show hams in movies, there's I, always pineapples with, like, cherries in them? Yeah. Yeah, or yeah. tomatoes. Studded ham, like, studded. studded with cherries. Yeah, I'm more of a of an Italian meat sandwich guy, like the, the capicola and the I'm salami. I'm not talking about sandwiches, the, though. You said a good ham sandwich. Well, I like a ham sandwich, but I'm, right. I'm talking about hot ham. baked ham. I won't be able to talk about the Lakers without talking about Ham, just so you know, for the rest of the year. Because of Darvin Ham. Darvin Ham. Their head coach. All right, let's go back out a couple more phone calls before Jesse joins us. We're asking questions of the current roster, not the holes, not the free agencies, just what, what's kind of come up here at the end of the season for the Padres. we got Jed in Little Italy. Jed, good morning. Welcome to 97.3 The Fan. Good morning, fellas. Thanks for having me on. How are you guys doing? Good, buddy. Good, man. How are you? Good, thanks. Hey, so just talking quickly about the Soto thing. I think Soto's going to be fine. Us as Padre fans cannot stress. And we got to realize that what he was going through in Washington before he came over is not easy for anyone to deal with, especially a 24-year-old ball player. So I think going through the offseason in San Diego, getting a full spring training with us and then a full season with us, he's going to be completely fine. We do not need to hit the panic button on him. And then uh, talking about Grisham a little bit, kind of where I lost hope for him was that uh, ninth inning at bat when he laid down a bunt with a chance to uh, tie the game. That's just someone that's not there mentally. And as a team that's trying to win a World Series, you can't have that hidden in the bottom of your lineup, unfortunately. Yeah, it was – you know what it was? It was me in high school, high school baseball. It was me, scared to hit, uh, didn't want to strike out because back then – 
If you struck out, I was talking to Mark Loretta about this the other day, name drop, um, when we were at the uh, event. And I, he goes, man, it's it's crazy. We were talking about the, the Yankees-Astro series, and there were 50 strikeouts, I think, in four games. Like something absurd from the Yankees. And he goes, bro, back in my day, he goes, it was so mortifying to strike out. I go, dude, it's why I hated hitting. Until I was like 35 years old, I hated to hit. I was scared to death. I really was. I have no problem admitting that. Scared to death. You know why? Because I don't want to strike out. You know why? Because I don't want to look foolish. I don't want to let my team down. I learned how to bunt. Excellent bunter. Excellent, excellent bunter. And when I would go up there with a runner on second and nobody out, the feeling of relief, Ben, that would wash over my body, that I was like, because I love to get the bunt down. I love to get him to third. And you know what I loved? I loved the attaboys in the dugout. And Trent Grisham, in that spot right there, it was Woods in high school, afraid to swing. Now, I have said it, and we said it yesterday. If he gets that punt down the line, he's a genius because it's a wet, slick field. It's a wet, slick ball. He's got some wheels. If he gets it down first or third, he's on. Bases are loaded for Nola. You know, winning run is is at third base instead of second base. But that was a man with no confidence, lefty-lefty, and 0 for 16 in the series. First of all, Paul, can you believe that Woods craved public seals of approval? Just, nah, crazy. just from my teammates. Right, I know. Yeah, it's um, nice to get an boy. You know, you and I both saw the potential like genius in the bunt there with the yeah. wet weather and throwing it away. But I will say this, and I agree with Jed to an extent. You'll probably come up one or two times in your career in a situation where you can be the star of a postseason game, hit a ninth inning, go-ahead home run. You're a guy with power, obviously. You've done it many times over the season. What kind of player doesn't want to take that chance? I know. And unless you're explicitly ordered by your manager, we need you to lay down a bunt here for the good of the team. And you go, whatever you need, Skip, I'm here for it. If he doesn't say, you have to lay down a bunt, don't you worry about a player who's not up there thinking about, I could be, I could do it here. This is, this is it. This is my like, chance. Like what better time to do it? I have, I, this is all I could erase the entire season right here, right here with a home run that puts us ahead and keeps our, sends us back to San Diego. Yeah. If I, or just a double puts us ahead and all I, ties to, it. all I have to do is hit the ball hard and we are golden right now. And he didn't even want to take the shot at it. Yeah, man. That's just a guy with no confidence. That's, that's worrisome to me. That it is. is. It is. That's a great call. It's a great, great call, Andy. Uh, let's get Jake in Wisconsin in quickly. Jake, I'll give you a minute here, but then we got to get to uh, Jesse Agler. But you're calling long distance. Appreciate it. You're next up. Well, actually, now I'm in Sacramento. I oh, all right. drive all over That's the country, right. obviously. Um, but, um, so I'll try and do this real quick. First of all, thanks to the entire 93.7 family for, for, for the season. I appreciate what all of you guys have done. Um, I believe in strength up the middle. So position real quick. Everybody loves throwing the NOLA. They've said it publicly. Number one. Number two, I think he moved Cronenworth to first. He showed he could be a very good defensive first baseman was Hosmer was sick a couple of years ago. You put Tatis at second. You don't move Kim. You got a gold glove shortstop. Now you're strong up the middle. Obviously nothing to say about Manny. Profar is not a leadoff hitter, but I think he's actually a decent left fielder yeah. and he's a really good piece in the in the clubhouse. I keep Grisham because inside I th- I agree with you, Ben. Um, if and I don't need ten percent more, I'll take what he hit best his best year at the plate, and I'll take his defense. Now you're strong up the middle, Nola. You got your your second baseman, your shortstop, and and your center fielder. And there's nothing just like Machado. Nothing needs to be said about Soto. 
Yeah. I, yeah. I, good, you know, good call. Good call, I, Jake. I really, I grew to love, uh, I, I grew to love Austin Nola a lot more. You know, it's funny. I, I didn't, we didn't get a chance to talk to him much. Then we had a really good interview with him in spring training, and he was loose and kind of feeling like, hey, I'm, I'm the guy they're going to rely on. Man, I didn't know they were going to rely on him so heavily in the postseason. He had some really cool comments uh, about the Padres fan base yesterday or the day before. Um, we should play those. I'll find them, Paulie, and send them to you. Really, really good. And I really came to respect him a lot. And he played so well in the first two series. And then... <laughs> Not to be unexpected, Ben, probably ran out of gas a little bit. I mean, played his tail off, played every single inning back there, caught every single inning, had tons of blocked balls. And, you know, I know he doesn't have the strongest arm behind the plate. Our pitchers don't do the best job at holding guys on. It's kind of a team effort there. Um, But I really came to respect him a lot. And I really appreciate him getting back there every single game and and catching in the postseason. I thought that he did a really, really good job. And if Austin Nola is my nine hitter next year, I think we're looking pretty good. Tuesdays with Jesse Agler, going to come to a regular end here soon, but we had to get him one more time. Voice of the Padres. I can't wait. Will join us coming up next after a great season, a great season of the Incorporator as well. Uh, We owe Jesse a lot. Big thank you, at the very least. And that's all coming up next uh, with Ben and Woods on 97.3 The Fan. Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. If your day sounds like... We need the report ASAP. You deserve Medella. If you've persevered through... You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame... Two more rings, two more. You deserve this ice-cold reward. Medella, the markable fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. 
Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Well, your kids may not function on demand, but 97.3 The Fan always will. Download and subscribe to the Ben Woods, Coach John Contreras Show, and Gwyn and Chris Podcasts on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Polly just called up Jesse Agler and said, yeah, last one for a little while. I'm already sad Me about too. it. Me too. Me too. Maybe we can see. Jesse, if, watch hockey. Yeah. Can we get Jesse to be our NHL correspondent for the offseason? World Cup. Yeah. Oh, let's send Jesse to Cutter. And he can cover the that. World I Cup I was doing for Ben World Woods. Cup are you? That's right. You were, you were did such a great job four years ago. Year one, yeah, covering the last World Cup for us. That was great. I really did. I knocked it out of the park. <laughs> Jesse joins very us. Very good uh, at reading the bottom ticker on the sports center. <laughs> <laughs> After this check of traffic on ninety-seven three, the fan. All right, Jesse Agler joining us now, voice of the Padres on our premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad fan hotline and. Woods, I, I call Jesse, he's the Manny Machado of the Padres broadcast team. You know why? Because he, he posts. He does, he posts. He posts. Yeah. Uh, I can't, I mean, maybe maybe a series here or there. Usually when he was off radio, it was because he was doing television for right. one of the other guys who was off. Not that they all didn't do a lot of games, but I guarantee you, Jesse posted the most. In fact, Jesse, when I went back and thought about it, between spring training, a slightly condensed the regular season and a postseason run, you got to be near 200 broadcasts. Oh yeah, from the spring through the fall, correct? Uh, most years, yeah. I missed a little bit of time this summer. We we had a death in the family, so I had, I had to step away for about a week and a half at some point there. I missed a couple series more than I normally would, but yeah, I mean it's uh, it's a lot of games, but it's still like the most fun thing in the world to me. So, I mean, it, it's work. Yeah. And there's stuff that goes along with that. That kind of makes it, you know, feel like work sometimes, but it's, uh, if you can't have fun doing that, you know, I don't, I don't know what you can have fun doing for me. It's, it's, it's the best thing in the world. It really is. I feel the same about this gig, you know, and like you said, I mean, every, we've made the, the comparison before. I, I promise you, I promise you, Mick Jagger has woken up and gone, oh, my God, I don't want to do this today. Like, he's got the green. He's, he's Mick Jagger of the Rolling Please Stones. Please don't stop me up. Yeah, like, I don't want to play Satisfaction. <laughs> then you take the stage, and you remember, you know, you watch the bottom of the seventh uh, Padres Dodgers, and you remember, yep, all this crap was worth it. It really was worth it. And and what a uh, what a special season it was, Jesse Agler. I you know the the old five stages of grief. I was angry for about an hour. I, I slept like a baby. Woke up yesterday feeling great, and then just felt a lot of pride. That's how I felt. What was your kind of process? And 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 give me the whole thing, man. After the game, the flight back, everything. Oh man, I mean, it. it I guess the the, you know, the the end story. I guess began, you know, with the uh, with the Harper at bat, yes. right? Because you, know, the, you had the lead, and you're like, okay, you know, maybe this we're doing this again tomorrow night in San Diego. But you also knew that there were some pretty uh, tough outs to get, you know, in that in that time. And if um, you went back and listened to Tony and me um, at the start of that at bat, you could tell we were worried. Yes, yes. <laughs> I you actually, could. 
um, I, I went back and listened to it afterwards because I was just kind of curious how the whole thing played out. Like in reality, you sort of remember what you remember. And um, I went back and listened to it. And like there was there, there was a definite sense of this. This is a this is a tough moment here. Let's see what happens um, that we both kind of felt. And as Tony said, when Harper took that change up, he got really worried. I can remember he and I looking at each other after that pitch and he had a look on his face that I've only seen a couple of times this year. Tony knows more about baseball than basically everybody on the planet. No question. And, and, and he was like, Mm-mm. like that was kind of the look in his eyes. And you're supposed I got to worried. swing and miss at that. Oh yeah. You're supposed to swing at that pitch. You're at least supposed to like almost swing. At <laughs> yeah, it. Like he, he didn't even think about it. Like the moment the ball left Suarez's hands, it was like Bryce Harper was like, nah, nah. Was like, Oh, he's seeing it really well. And then even earlier in that, that at bat, there was like the hundred mile an hour fastball up and away that at the very last moment, Harper was like, I'm going to spoil that pitch. That one also was concerning. Um, and, and so anyway, you know, that was, that was sort of the moment, right. When you start saying, okay, let's, like, let's buckle down here and see what happens. And then of course it happens. And then, um, you know, okay, maybe they rally in the ninth inning and all that. We'll see. But it, uh, it just kind of, it happened. It occurred. We moved on, you know, we did what we had to do job wise. And then afterwards, I mean, I think I said this at one point too. It's like there's just the suddenness to the end of it. Yeah. You know, whether that's game 162 or game 182 yeah. um, with a, with a playoff run, it's just like when it's over, it's like you almost can't believe that it's over yeah. because it's been there every single day going back to February in a normal year. So um, it's just kind of wow. And then you walk out of there and you get on the bus and you go to the airport and there's just not a lot of talking. You know, there's just a lot of quiet. And I think, you know, with a flight that long, at some point, everybody sort of processes whatever they have to process. We came back to the ballpark. There were hundreds of fans there to greet the team, which was really, really cool um, and, and really impressive. And the enthusiasm was wonderful. And I think that was a, a big part of the healing process as well, um, because it, it was kind of a reminder that, hey, what happened this year was a good thing. Uh, the ending obviously was difficult, um, but this is this is another great chapter in this book that after one of these seasons coming up here. Jesse Agler, voice of the Padres, is with us. Uh, Jesse, I, um, you know, second-guessing is always a part of baseball, and Woods and I have both been on record as saying the Padres don't get to the NLCS without the amazing job that Bob Melvin did. What was kind of your thoughts, though? I, The, the one thing that frustrated me, and, and, I, and Robert Suarez I had a lot of faith in, but me too. I, 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 I just couldn't see how you could go three straight games without Josh Hader throwing a pitch there in the National League Championship Series, as hot as he was and as effective as he was, you can't get yourself into the situation where he ends up never coming out of the bullpen. That was that was mine. I don't know if you had one or if it's even worth doing. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, look, those things, they, they, they all happen and they all exist and they can all be debated. Um, and that's the beauty and fun of baseball, right, is like we can have those conversations as it's happening. We can have those conversations afterwards for months. Um, but like, to me, this series was not lost because of a decision here or there like that. They didn't hit, you know, they, they didn't hit the way the Phillies hit, I should say. Um, and, and I think that's how you get to that result. Like in a, in a series that goes five, I don't know that like nitpicking a pitching change is necessarily the direction I would go in like the big picture conversation. And again, those, those are fair debatable things to talk about and go through. I'm, I'm not trying to push it aside, but I, I don't know that, like, if we're going to look at the result of the series, if that's where I would start. 
I don't know that that would be in the top three things, you know, that I would discuss. Um, I think, you know, one of those old sports cliches about it's not who you play, but when you play them was extremely relevant in all three playoff series that the Padres had this year. Um, you know, they, they caught DeGrom. Imagine catching DeGrom and Scherzer when they're both fully healthy and fully at their best. That series might go very differently. Imagine catching the Dodgers when they're red hot offensively and hitting with runners in scoring position, you know, in a way that they normally do. Maybe that series goes very differently. And then, you know, with the Phillies, those guys were as hot as they could be. Schwarber didn't hit at all in the first two series. Yeah. He had the bad knee. It healed up for him, and that was a huge difference. Harper went crazy. Imagine if Bryce Harper was, you know, just having like a one of those weird off weeks. Um, you know, the whole thing goes very differently. So, like, that's, that's kind of my look at all of that. And, um, again, I, I'm all for having those conversations and Tony and I had it as it was happening. I think if you were listening to the radio broadcast, you know exactly how I felt about what happened with that at bat, uh, even before Suarez threw a pitch to Harper. But I I don't know that that's like why it all went the way it did. And I understand butterfly effect and maybe you make a pitching change there and get a different result. Padres hold on and win that one. And it's the start of a great comeback in the series. I don't want to discredit the possibility of that happening, but I really do think that, you know, the Phillies, they just, they out hit the Padres in a pretty serious way. And that's just sort of that random chaoticness of baseball. Like that's something that happens. And these series are so short and so quick. And so if one team is a hot couple of days and the other team is a cool couple of days, it's really, really hard to overcome that. Baseball's got to be the most debated sport. Yeah, the most second guess. It's got to be. Yeah. Like, I'm sitting here racking my brain going, rarely do you watch a b- basketball game and go, man, come on, man. You got to, you know, you got to you gotta take that shot. I mean, it happens. Yeah, oh, you got to shoot that from there. You're wide open. Why wouldn't he take that? Why did he dish it? Happens in football. Why did you run? when you? Why did you pass when you had Marshawn Lynch? You were on the one-yard right. line. It happens. But, I mean, 162 games plus a playoff series, it happens, at least on Twitter, 75 billion times, I think that's an actual figure, uh, per game every season. It, it, it can drive you a little bit crazy. And, and you're right, man. I mean, look, you, you never know. You, you want to win that game and get it back to Petco. But I think that was just for us. I think the fan, we just wanted another game back at Petco. Blake Snell could have gotten rocked. But, you know, would we have had pitching uh, in, in game seven if we got there? You never know with this stupid right. game that we all love so much. But it's got to be the most second guess sport there is. It has to be. That's what makes it so fun, right? Yeah. I mean, that, that to me is and like... And awful, by the way. <laughs> yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, you know, the, the fact that on our broadcast, like, Tony and I can have those conversations. Not only that, by the way, but also that um, it, it, it has the, the frequency of those conversations, the frequency of the games, and also the time to have those conversations, right? Like, even with a pitch timer next year, there will be time, whether it's in the stands with your friend or whether it's on the broadcast of me and Tony, like, where we're going to be able to have the time and the space to have those conversations. I have broadcast football games. You don't have a lot of time to talk about strategy because you call the play, the analyst kind of tells you why the play went the way it did, and then, you know, you call the next play. There's, there's no space to, like, have those bigger picture conversations while it's happening basketball certainly not and so that to me is really the beauty of baseball and it's one of the very main reasons why it's my favorite sport is that it it allows for the time and the space of those conversations and that just you know I think feeds all of our loves or love for the game and and the fact that here we are already a couple of days out from that one and and we could be having that conversation about Hader and Suarez in February like and that's cool Um, it's fun it's part of what makes this game so special. Jesse Agler, voice of the Padres, is with us. So, so Jesse, what 
what storylines in the offseason are you kind of most intrigued by? Obviously, there's some uh, some contract options that will have to be decided on soon. The winter meetings will be here in San Diego in less than a month and a half. And Yeah, Jesse, they, do you want to play keep them or cut them with Ben and Woods? No, I'm just saying. But, I mean, <laughs> there's got to be a few things that you're probably thinking right now. I wonder what's going to happen with that X in the offseason. I'm really not. I swear to God, no. like I, I'm not. I'm not there yet. <laughs> that was us I'm yesterday. We're we're kind yeah. of there. Yeah. 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 I mean, I, I'm sure I will be sooner rather than later. Um, but when was that game? Sunday. And today is Tuesday. I got home at two in the morning on on Monday morning. Like I'm not there yet. What is your um, decompression time, by the way? Until you like, it's got to be at least a week well, or two, right? I, it's always fascinating to talk to the players. Like you, I can rest. You can rest assured. There's not one player today taking hacks. Not one. There's not one right. Padre going. I'm gonna get a make it a run in or something. They're not, but they're not taking hacks and and taking grounders right now. They're gonna give themselves some time for a broadcaster. What is your decompression time after a season yeah i mean it's it's not a lot of thinking about baseball for the next couple of days um like you know i I got stuff around the house too you know like i'm taking the dog to the vet today it's like good to sort of busy yourself with things like that you know and uh look i'll watch the world series when it starts yep i think at least yeah um maybe when i maybe when i see the phillies in there i'll have to turn it off i don't know yet but um, I, you know, I'll watch that. I'll, I'll, I'll start making my notes on these different teams, um, probably by Monday of next week and, and I'll kind of be back into it. But wow. look, for, for me, most of the thought that I put into it kind of revolves around doing the broadcasts, right? So, um, whether they pick up this option or that option or whatever is, is it doesn't really matter to me until it happens. Like I have my opinions and I have my thoughts on what they should do, but that doesn't matter. So like, you know, when, when they make those decisions, it's like, okay, I know to either take that guy out of my notes or add him to my notes or whatever. Um, and that's, that's kind of how I approach that. I, I, I try not to armchair GM too much during the off season. Obviously when the hot stove gets cooking, I'm like everybody else and I'm into it and I'm excited, but um, I, I really try and detach my brain a little bit from that because again, I'm not kidding when I tell you from the, the, before we even get to spring training games, up until the end of the season, I, I have a very difficult time thinking about anything other than the day-to-day existence of this team. Like, I think about Trent Grisham more than I think about my kids during the season. I'm not proud of that. <laughs> I know, man. Not, I wish you. it weren't the case. I wish it weren't the case. But, like, it's not even close. It's not even close. I mean, that's the nature of the schedule and the job. And, again, I love it. It's not a complaint. But, like, that's the sad reality of it. And so, you know, when it when it comes to the off season, I try and swing it back the other way a little bit. Well, since there's no game seven today, when you're at the vet and you're talking to the person at the counter or the vet tech or a fellow customer, <laughs> your goal is to work the word flipper to gibbets into the conversation. It means a frivolous, flighty, or excessively talkative person and if you could just record that and then send it to us later today from the vet's office yeah. flipper to gibbet buster is, here he's just got something behind his ear i don't know if it's a flipper to gibbet man thank you though yes. uh, sincerely for all the 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 appearances and the calming down many many weeks uh just you always bring it man like, you didn't like, have to join us every single tuesday morning no, you did you we did it we that. so so appreciate it i know our audience does as well and I, I love this bond that we have and uh you're just you're just the greatest at what you do man so we really appreciate you well uh it goes both ways and i and i i do it because you guys make it fun and enjoyable and your fans are awesome um i, I think probably like at this point 80 percent of the interaction that i do on social media involves people from your show you know i mean it, it seems like 
Um, you know, the, the, the tier ones have just taken over uh, Padre fandom, and it's awesome, and, and you guys are a huge part of that. So thank you for having me. Thank you to everybody who listened all year long. You're the best. Thank you, Jesse, so much. Jesse Agler, voice of the Padres and our Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad fan hotline. Save money the right way with Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad. Visit them today in the Carlsbad Auto Mall. Chevrolet, find new roads. When we come back, why Woods is putting it all in the Phillies. He's like taking out loans to bet on the Phillies. Find out why next on 97.3 The Fan. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.